Hey girl, welcome to the Fearless Chick Podcast, a place just for women, so we can have real conversations about our journeys and our day-to-day lives, weekly inspiration, and practical tips to live our lives fearlessly. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas Cromartie, life coach, author, and speaker. For more information, visit our website at aliciacromartie.com. Don't be scared. We are fearless. Let's jump all the way in. Again, I want to thank you for joining me for the Fearless Chick podcast. I'm so excited to have you. And remember that you should subscribe and certainly share this and other episodes with your sisters, friends, any woman that you believe ought to be fearless. And so I'm starting a series called Shift. And of course, I will tell you all about that in just a few minutes. But for the next few episodes, I'm going to talk about what I believe so many women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s are experiencing right now. And how do I know? Well, because I've experienced it myself. Uh, In fact, I would say I'm still going through a shift, um, which I'm very grateful for. You may know a little bit about me, but I'll tell you more. I'm Alicia Thomas Cromartie, formerly Alicia Thomas Morgan, formerly Alicia Michelle Thomas. So I've been married twice. I'm a mom of a 12-year-old daughter who is amazing, and at some point you will meet. I'm an author. I wrote a book almost 10 years ago called No Apologies, Powerful Lessons in Life, Love, and Politics. I am also a former state legislator and a former superintendent. Now, I am a life coach, or I like to call myself a personal growth coach, Um, and it is my mission in life to empower and inspire women to live and travel fearlessly. But I have to tell you, I didn't get here easily. It was quite a process. And so while I described some of the things on my personal resume and my professional resume, this shift that I am talking about happened July of 2018. I had just left my job as superintendent of Ivy Prep Schools It was by far the toughest job I'd ever had in my life. And this was including spending 12 years in politics. Um, It was difficult for a number of reasons. Uh, It was just a tough job. Uh, It was was turnaround work. And if you know anything about turnaround work, whether it's in education or in the corporate setting, it's tough. Um, You have to make a lot of tough decisions. You have to change your teams. You got to make a lot of tough financial decisions. In this case, I uh, walked in where all the schools that I was leading were in the red financially. And we were overstaffed. I had to close a high school two months after I started. I mean, you name it, I had the issue. I'll never forget uh, sitting in my office one Friday morning and Georgia Power was in the parking lot to turn the lights off at one of the schools. Um, I must have been in my second or third month and it turned out that the light bill hadn't been paid for a few months. And so we had every problem you could imagine. And then three years later, all that was turned around and the performance was fantastic. And we were retaining the teachers the way we wanted to and students were achieving and girls enjoyed coming to school. But the truth is I was having a really hard time with the people that I reported to. I will not uh, talk bad about anybody because this is about me and my own journey, but I will say I was in in a place in my life where I did not value myself enough. 
and I allowed myself to be mistreated uh, because I didn't know any better. I thought as long as I was doing the work that was impacting the lives of girls, this is where I was supposed to be. And so if I was being mistreated, I just had to suck it up. I didn't share it with my staff, my team. Nobody really knew unless they witnessed it for themselves. And sometimes they did in public meetings. Um, I carried myself with dignity and grace and you never would have known what I was experiencing at least on the outside, but on the inside, I knew that something wasn't right. And I was also feeling something similar in my marriage. It was interesting that now, as I look back, I realized when you don't value yourself enough, you accept things from people, from things, from experiences that you would not otherwise because you don't know you deserve better. I'm gonna let that sink in for a minute because some of you, may be experiencing that in your life right now. Relationships that you have with friends, with family members, with your significant other, in a job where you are not being valued, you are not being respected, and you accept that thinking it's because, well, I need this paycheck, or I have to do this, or you know, once I get to this other job, then we always tell ourselves uh, in these kinds of situations that when things get better, then I'll make a change. But unfortunately, we don't always have the luxury of waiting because it's tearing us up inside. And then also, sometimes that decision is made for us. And so in my case, I had to leave my job. And if you know anything about education in the world of superintendents, Uh, your tenure is about three to five years. That's because working in urban school settings is extremely hard, extremely challenging, emotionally taxing. And then the board loves you your first two, three years. And then three, four, five, they're looking for a new shiny thing. And so if you think about superintendents that you've seen in your community and they've stayed around for three or five years, and then it's all of a sudden they gotta go, that's usually what happened. And so that's what happened to me. Decided it was time for me to go finally. Uh, And then it was difficult for the next six, nine months because I was looking for jobs, other superintendent roles, and I wasn't landing them. I got really close to one job and was actually about to move to Austin, Texas. Uh, Ended up being the one of two finalists and they gave it to the other person who I happened to know. And I struggled for months you know, what am I supposed to be doing? I know this is what you put in my heart, God. This is what I've been training to do for the last few months. I have a certification as a superintendent. I have a master's degree in ed leadership. On paper, it was looking right and looking good, but I wasn't landing that job. And then at the same time, I was struggling in my marriage. And this is a place on this podcast where I'm gonna talk about those kinds of things. I'm going to be vulnerable and transparent primarily because we need to be. We don't talk enough about the issues that really matter in our lives. We don't talk enough about the things that we're struggling with at work or at home, in our friendships, in our relationships. And so this is going to be the place where you can come, let your hair down, listen, give me some feedback, send me some questions, and we're gonna have real conversations. I'll also have guests on who will help us talk through some of these issues. And so I'm gonna talk about those things. I'm gonna talk about the shift that I went through, uh, through those six to nine months of being rejected constantly in this job market, trying to figure out 
who I was. Now, let me talk about that for a minute. I described for you this resume, and yes, I'm very proud of the incredible things that I've been able to do in my life. I was elected to the Georgia House of Representatives at 22 years old. Incredible. Um, And made history as the first African-American ever elected from Cobb County, Georgia. That was a feat. And I'm very proud of that and grateful for the awards and accolades and been in Essence and Ebony and all kinds of things. Also running for state superintendent unsuccessfully and becoming a superintendent at Ivy Prep. I had amassed a number of titles. And what I realized through my journey, and I will talk more about this as we talk about this shift, I realized after going through counseling that I have been raised on getting awards and having titles. And my worth, self-worth, was based on how many titles, awards, plaques, recognitions I had. And so without being the state representative, without being the superintendent, I didn't know who I was. Who is Alicia? Not Representative Morgan, not Superintendent Cromarty, last names because of who I was married to at the time, let's just keep it real. But who is Alicia? And I had to spend that time trying to figure that out. One of the biggest epiphanies I had is realizing that I had spent all of my adult life doing, checking the boxes, but I wasn't really being. And so it was time for me to shift, to go through these experiences, to go through this storm, feel this rejection, understand the why, find my life mission, pick myself up and keep it moving. And so this series about shift is exactly that. It is the experience that I have had and that I believe so many women are having that we are not talking about. And I wanna talk about it. I wanna talk about what it feels like to be rejected. I wanna talk about what it feels like to have checked all the boxes and you still don't feel fulfilled. Through this series, and we'll have a number of podcasts around them, those are the things that we're going to talk about. And I hope that as you listen, you will take notes, of course, if you are in a stationary place. If you are driving, I hope that you'll listen to this more than once. And then wherever you are, when you stop, you will take notes and you will reflect. Because this podcast can be powerful for you if you take the time to really internalize what we're talking about, get the information, use it as a source of inspiration and motivation. And so SHIFT. S-H-I-F-T. That's an acronym, which if you stay tuned, you will hear what it is. But I want to talk about what do I mean by shifting? There are, to me, three types of shifting. One is when you're being pushed. So that's when you've lost your job, they've pushed you out, and you knew that you needed to leave, but you were making excuses, you were waiting for the next job, you were thinking that you needed to be here and it was just time for you to endure how many of us have done that. That relationship that you knew wasn't right for you, but you stayed because you thought, I have to endure. Relationships are hard. Sound familiar? It does to me. So when you're being pushed out of something or pushed into something, not necessarily with your permission, with your desire, 
but it is what is happening to you and it may not be within your control. And so that's the first type of shift. The second type of shift is when you're being pulled. So you're in that job and you've been working all this time to get there and now you got this position, but you feel something pulling you. You feel something pulling you to do something different. Something is nagging at your heart saying, you're awesome, you are wonderful, but this is not what you're called to do. There's something more that you need to be doing with your life. You're in that relationship. Maybe you're not yet married, you're engaged, and you know this isn't the right person for you, but you've been single for so long and you just want to be paired off. You just want to have that life partner so you can start all the things that we say are so important. You want to start your family and you want to do things together. And so you, you're still in that relationship, but you're really pulled to be doing something else. And then the third is post haste. And frankly, that just means a shift that's going to happen quickly. And I just use post haste because I needed a P. I kind of like alliteration. That's the truth. But that's the kind of shift that all of a sudden, by the snap of a finger, things change for you. That happens, and I'm grateful in those moments when it does. But I'm not going to be focusing on the post-haste because this shift is about the process. This is about who you are, who you are becoming, the person that you are planning to be, the person that you are preparing to be while you go through this process, while you go through the shift. And so the next few podcasts are going to focus on the push and the pull when we talk about shifting. I want to talk about five signs that you know you are shifting or perhaps you need to take a shift. Number one, I've checked all the boxes. So I've gotten married. I got a college degree. I have 2.5 children, the dog and the white picket fence. I've done all the things everybody said I was supposed to do, but I still feel like there's more for me in life than this. Number two, I've reached this high position at work. I've been slaving to obtain for years, but it's just not fulfilling. What I really want to do is work in the nonprofit space, or what I really want to do is start this business. What I really want to do is be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife or I just want to work from home. Maybe there are some things that you want to do with your life, but you have this high position and you're worried about what people are going to say. What are you going to do? Who are you going to be without this title? Number three, your relationships feel foreign. You look around, you look at your friends, your family, the person that you're paired with, and they don't recognize you. You're starting to do things that they don't recognize. You're starting to like things that they don't understand. You want to go places and they're like, what are you talking about? Who, who is this person? They don't recognize you. And when you look in the mirror, you don't recognize yourself. Maybe the things that you used to do you don't do anymore because you're too tired, you're depressed, you don't like what you see in the mirror and so you've given up on life or your dreams, you don't feel inspired anymore. And so who is that person? 
Do you recognize who you are? The next one is maybe you are chasing something and you're just not getting it. Like when I was chasing that superintendent job and I just wasn't getting it. You're chasing a dream, a job, a man, something, and it's just not coming to fruition. And you're starting to ask yourself, should I be doing something different? And then the final one is, which is so powerful, you just don't like your current quality of life. You don't like the house you live in or the apartment or the townhouse you've been in for five years or maybe five months. Maybe the car you really want, you're not driving because somebody told you that you're supposed to just keep that 2007 Honda because it's good on gas and it's got 200,000 miles on it, but you don't have a car payment. Or maybe you go to work nine to five, nine to nine. So you're working 12, 14 hours a day. You get home, you're still doing more work. You're taking care of your family or your dog. And then you go to bed and you do the same thing over again. And then on the weekends, you're just so worn out, you don't have the energy to do anything else. Or maybe you've convinced yourself that because you can't trust women, you don't have any friends, and so I'm just going to work and that's how I'm going to spend my time. Or maybe you really want a partner, but you don't do anything to get one because you're just sitting around the house or you're working. And that's not the quality of life that you really want. You keep asking yourself, is this why I've done all this work? Is this the life that I'm destined to have? And so you're unhappy with your quality of life and you know you need to do something different. And so if you identify with one of those things, three of those things, maybe all of those things, I'm here to tell you that you're going through a shift or maybe it's time to go through a shift. You're either being pushed or you're being pulled. But whatever it is, I'm here to tell you, you cannot sit idly by and ignore the signs. You cannot allow another day to go by living life the way you are living because that's not how it was meant to be. And so what does SHIFT stand for? I like acronyms. So the S in SHIFT is for season. And each podcast after that will be dedicated to each letter in SHIFT. And so we'll break it down. We'll talk about what each of these things mean. I'll give you tips on how you get through that part of the shift. And you'll also be able to find on my website some worksheets that you can use to go along so that you can shift uh, through this process. So the S is for season. The H is for healing. Listen, we're going to spend like two, three episodes on healing. That was where I found I needed the most work. And I'm just going to be honest. I had to heal from my childhood and how I developed my self-worth. I had to heal from watching my parents and their marriage and how what I saw and what I experienced growing up showed up in both of my marriages. And frankly, I didn't really see it until my second marriage when my husband was saying, hey, I don't like the way you are communicating with me. 
you say things that hurt me. And then the next day you expect me to have forgiven you and to move on. But that's still hurting. And I realized even after talking to my brother and his wife that they experienced the same thing. Well, that's what I needed to heal from because that's what I grew up watching. That's what I grew up in my family, that we would say things to each other and then the next day everybody's good. But that damage had already been done. And so we're gonna talk about those kinds of experiences that you've had when you were growing up that are showing up as an adult at your job, in your relationships, in your friendships, how you treat yourself, and you don't even realize the baggage that you are carrying that you need to heal from. So if you're going to shift, you gotta be able to heal. I is for inspiration. What are you doing every single day to stay motivated? Every day you ought to be doing something, and it is my prayer that you will listen to this podcast as a source of inspiration. It is my prayer that you will listen to this podcast uh, when I have another book. I hope to produce materials for you that will be daily inspiration, but that you will also do things for yourself, whether it's listen to other podcasts, sermons in the morning, whatever you need to do, find some daily practices so that you will be inspired, not just through your shift, but every day of your life. And the F is for fear. How can you be a fearless chick If you don't deal with fear, those things that you are afraid of, whether it's failure, it might be being afraid of success. It's afraid of trying, afraid of doing something different, afraid of breaking the rules that you've known all of your life. So we're going to talk about each of those areas as we go through this podcast. And the T is for timing. That's probably the hardest part of going through a shift is that when you are a high-performing woman like you are, like I am, you want things to happen quick, fast, in a hurry. I don't have time for this. I don't want to go through an emotional process. I want to get it, get it, get it. I want it right now. But when you are going through a shift, you have to be patient. You got to go through the process. The question is, what do you do during that time? And so we'll talk about that during the timing podcast. And so... I hope that this is interesting to you, that it makes you want to tune in every single week to hear this series and all the other topics that we will cover. And just like in every single podcast, I always leave you with important lessons. One of the most important lessons I learned during my shift is that it was not about a career, it was not about a title, but it was really about my life's mission. That if I stopped chasing the job, the career that I thought I was supposed to be in, and instead focused on my life's mission, which is to empower and inspire girls and women, that it didn't matter what the career looked like or what the title looked like, what was important was my life's mission. Vishen Lakiani, who was one of my favorite authors, has a quote that says, the most extraordinary people in the world today don't have a career, they have a mission. And so I want you to think about that as you're listening to this podcast. Are you living your life's mission? Or are you just following a career ladder that somebody told you was gonna make you money? What's your life mission? Are you following that? Are you doing what you were put on this earth to do? 
Other lessons. Learn to embrace where you are. Get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Going through a shift is very uncomfortable. I wish I could tell you it was easy and fast and, you know, it's like eating cake. No, ma'am. It's hard and it's uncomfortable and it makes you ask yourself questions that you have not asked before. You may go to therapy when you hear the healing podcast and I hope that you will and your therapist will ask you questions that have never been asked before make you think about things that you haven't thought about in 30 years it's going to be uncomfortable but it's so important and so worth it the third lesson is I want you to be intentional with your time with what and with whom you are spending your time If you're going to go through this shift and you're going to embrace this shift, you must be intentional with your time, what you do with it and with whom. Number four, mm, let me say this and I want you to hear me loud and clear. You are worthy. You are worthy of all of the things that your heart desires You are worthy of the things that your mind is telling you you deserve to have, that you want, that you see. You are worthy of those things that you've been dreaming of but have been afraid to go after them. You are worthy of being in healthy relationships with people who love you, treat you well, respect you, honor you. You are worthy of being in a job where you are valued and being paid what you are worth. You are worthy of investment. And so invest in a coach, invest in books, invest in therapy, invest in some self-care, invest in a solo trip, which we will have a whole podcast on that. You are worthy. You are worthy. Next, you don't have to have all the answers. Again, if you are a high-performing woman like yourself and like me, You want to have all the answers. You want to have everything figured out, problem solved, let's do it. But in this process of shifting, you don't have to have all the answers. Sometimes it's going to take three months. Sometimes it's going to take 30 days. However long it takes, just be present in the process and know that the answers will come. But you just have to be patient and you don't have to have all the answers right now. The next lesson. Seeking clarity doesn't mean you have to stay still. And what do I mean by that? Sometimes we say, well, just be still and let it all come to you. No, if there's a business that you want to start, there are things that you can do that you can start the process. You don't have to just stop and I'm just going to pray and that's it. No, pray and do the work. Read books, listen to podcasts, join Facebook groups, whatever it is you need to do that will help you learn more about what it is that you're seeking to learn, become the person that you want to become. Seeking clarity does not mean stay still. It means continue to put one foot in front of the other. And last but not least, be fearless. Be fearless. That's a daily decision that the conversation that you're afraid to have, the job that you don't want to apply for, whatever it is that you are afraid to do, every day you ought to be deciding, today I'm not going to be fearful, 
I'm going to be fearless. And here's what I'm going to do today to be fearless. Henry David Thoreau said, live each season as it passes. Breathe the air, drink the drink, taste the fruit, and resign yourself to the influences of each. And so as we go through this shift process, I want you to take in these moments. I want you to journal. I want you to pray. I want you to talk to people. Ask for feedback from your friends and people that know you well. Because as you begin this journey, you're going to be learning a lot about yourself. And you need to be open to what God, the universe, your friends, your coworkers, people are telling you. It doesn't mean you have to receive everything. But just be open to what it is that they are saying. I want to give you permission. This is your official permission slip to go and do what you really want to do. But most important, I want you to be who you really want to be. Be who you really are. This is Alicia Cromartie, host of The Fearless Chick. Thanks for joining me. And remember to share with your girlfriends, your sisters, all the women in your life who need to be fearless. And follow us on social media at Fearless Goals. Go be fearless.